0: afternoon, Sheriff Carl Leonard is going to be with us about a half hour from now, 4.05. We'll chat with the sheriff about this impending release. More than 3,000 Virginia Department of Corrections inmates are going to be released in July and August as a result of votes by the Virginia Democrats when they controlled the House of Delegates and the State Senate and the governor's office. 3,212 to be exact, violent felons with very high likelihood that they will be repeat offenders. I don't know how we prepare for that, what we do, but anyway, Sheriff Carl Leonard at uh, 405. We have a state budget, apparently. It's heading over to uh, Governor Yunkin. The governor then has a week to offer some changes and uh, send it back. State Senator Amanda Chase was here yesterday, and uh, she actually sent me a note uh, maybe an hour ago saying, hey, I'm going to vote against this. And I'm voting against it because there's $104 million in pork barrel sort of spending, including almost a million dollars for uh, some sort of Dolly Parton project and, uh, and an arts mobile. All right. Well, there you go. Second Amendment, my friends. Uh, there are some people who understand it and there's some who don't. I, I listened to Joe Biden and some of the other folks up there in D.C. with these outrageous comments. I mean, really, truly outrageous. And I, I'm always looking for a Kevin McGarry, as you know, heads up uh, Every Black Life Matters. He founded that organization. He's been with us before, and it's uh, it's been far too long, but I thought this was a great, great issue to bring Kevin in on. Kevin, welcome, my friend.
1: Good afternoon, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here again. How are you?
0: I am doing well. It has been far too long, and uh, and I apologize for that. But it is uh, it is wonderful to hear your voice, and I'm I'm looking forward to some insight uh, about the Second Amendment and Black Americans because there's a there's a very important connection, is there not?
1: Well, yeah. So a lot of people, when they think about the Second Amendment, they think it's one of those arbitrary things that you know the government can. Uh, can either provide or not, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, government grants you the right to the Second Amendment. No, 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 no. This is a natural uh, right, this is a right that is granted to us by God, the right to protect ourselves. We are property, the right to protect our property. Fundamentally, all property uh, protection starts with the individual, And uh, we have the right for for protecting us in that way. Now, uh, what's interesting about uh, the Second Amendment as it relates to uh, blacks, and especially during Reconstruction after uh, slavery, um, it was the Second Amendment that helped keep blacks free. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people don't, don't really understand that, but here's what happened. A lot of blacks went to the battlefield in the Civil War. Okay, so we fought the Civil War. And we came back and we still had our firearms with us. Right. And uh, there was a move afoot to try to get to compensate those firearms. But because uh, so many blacks had come back with, you know, fully armed, they kept those 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 rifles. And uh, so during Reconstruction, they, they there was a lot of firearms in, in, in the black, you know, in black areas. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the Democrats, of course, they uh, they fully uh, stood up their militia, the KKK, uh, to try to intimidate and take those guns back, but uh fundamentally what what was able they were thwarted because a lot of blacks had had guns, and so it it 's a matter of freedom it 's a matter of protection it 's a matter of self preservation and uh it 's fundamental.
0: So, Kevin, look, you, like everybody else, uh, continues to follow this sort of a story. We're seeing and hearing the usual commentary, and and a lot of it is just ridiculous. It is the leftists who I think still cling to this idea that probably grows out of Reconstruction, that they just don't want some people, certain people, to be able to defend themselves. I think that's at the root of a lot of what they have to say.
1: Well, if you look at Justin Trudeau, what he did yesterday, it's mm. not even some people. It's it's really if, if they can figure out a way to disarm all Americans, I think they try to do that. Of course, yeah. we're protected with our with our Second Amendment, but uh, I think it's a slippery slope. you see Justin Trudeau and what he did, and basically saying, look, we're going to re- we're going to restrict, we're going to prevent any and all firearms being sold or or imported in or anything else throughout Canada. So. Uh, basically he's put a stake in the ground and I think it'll keep keep sliding and he'll, he'll follow, you know, uh, New Zealand and Australia and what they've done uh, in those areas. But uh, here in America, we have, uh, you know, we have a different spirit. And um, uh, but I think if they could, they would certainly try to craft a way to do it. But the problem is this. Okay. If there are sincere, let's, let's just assume, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say, Biden and the Democrats are really really sincere about trying to start to stop uh you know uh, mass shootings and and criminals from getting hold of those guns. If they were sincere, the first thing you would do is you'd make sure that you secure the border. I mean this is a no-brainer, right? <laughs> right. Because th- th- remember, a lot of us. so the the border, the southern border especially is not only where uh, massive amounts of sex and human trafficking and drug trafficking, and including fentanyl, comes across. But also gun running, okay? Right. Those guns come directly from that border straight up to Chicago, New York, and Baltimore, and Memphis, and all these other major urban areas. Uh, and those are the guns that are being used by and large, for these uh, street cl- crimes that you see uh, happening within these communities. So if you're sincere, you want to, you know, sort of prevent the criminal minds from getting those guns, uh, go ahead and close the border. That, that, that shows us that you're sincere about taking the first step in, uh, in, in doing what's needed to help protect innocents. That's right. And so, uh, uh, but they're, they're not going to do that. You, you see, he has the border wide open. Yeah. So why is that? How, how could you say... You want to prevent you know, firearms, especially illegal firearms on the street, but you keep the border wide open. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. It
0: doesn't make sense unless, and I hate to say it, unless it is by design and it is uh, to destabilize things, to uh, look for, uh, for future voters. You know, Kevin, one of the things that uh, is fascinating about Every Black Life Matters is how different it is from Black Lives Matter you know, Black Lives Matter, we continue to read these these horror stories about leaders in that organization who have multiple mansions, and some of them are on trial, and the rest of it. So far as I can tell, you're not enriching yourself, are you?
1: No, we're not. We don't have anybody on payroll. Uh, we are, you know, we, we, we just basically... Pay expenses and, and hope to uh, go across the country and help uh, communities, parents, and, and community leaders understand uh, what, where the real threats are. The real threats are, um, you know, the existential threat, I think for the soul of America has a lot to do with critical race theory and, uh, social justice. Some of these other things that are really being, um, uh, you know, uh, pushed to our yep. children and grandchildren. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, uh, those things have nothing to do with American exceptionalism, meritocracy or anything like that. They have everything to do with the victimization and, 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 being perpetually aggrieved because of oppression and those types of things. And so we try to encourage people, first of all, to understand, to know and understand history and know and understand the truth. And then once people understand the truth and they, they have the capacity, at least, to really start to frame what's happening right now in its right perspective and do something about it. And so we hope to do that. And, and, uh, you you know, any of your listeners can visit us at uh, everyblm.com, everyblm.com. We have a lot of resources out there. We'd love to have your listeners come uh, and partner with us, come side by side with us, because we're actually standing up for what's right, what's just, what's faithful and honest and true about America.
0: Absolutely. And I'm thrilled you gave the website everyblm.com, everyblm.com. Kevin, it is always my pleasure to have you here. I look forward to having you back in the not too distant future and uh, always, always enjoy your perspective. That is Kevin McGarry. Kevin is the founder, the leader of Every Black Life Matters, the website everyblm.com. There's going to be a budget. What's really in it? Well, I got a few details that have been passed on to me that uh, you're not going to be thrilled with because Lord knows I'm not happy about them either. 345, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA.